This is 680 CJOB. Hope everyone enjoyed the weather this week and also enjoyed the great pizzas around the city during Manitoba Pizza Week. Usually, guests come into the studio and I get all up in their business, but this week I decided to go to where the business is. I went out to Nipawa and talked to Chris and Lawrence of Farmer Estate Brewery to find out what really goes on out there. Okay, so you guys have been here for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. How's business going? How, how is it to be in your brew beer in your own brewery a couple of years later? Uh, we've, well, it's one thing we've been working for right from the start. Right. As uh, plans go, nothing happens exactly in the timeline that you hoped it would. 100%. It took a little bit longer to get everything in place, but uh, Chris and I uh, kind of do things the hard way probably, and, uh, you know, but we do it the right way. And so, um, yeah, we're, I, we're, it's full steam ahead. And uh, so establishing this uh, kind of agritourism destination, so we link the farm, what happens out there with the brewery in close proximity is part of our whole uh, mandate. Uh, when it comes to summertime, it just like, you know, the traffic flow like quadruples, if not crazy. Then the workload. Yeah. Workload. workload. So people, we don't, people don't even realize how much work it takes to not only build a hop yard, but actually to maintain it. Like there's lots of stuff that you repeat every spring, every summer, every fall. Some things that you don't have to replant, but you always have to kind of think about the next year, the two years ahead. So we're planting some more rhizomes this year. And so it's always a progression, right? Mm-hmm. And try to learn from our mistakes and not try to repeat them. <laughs> Didn't you do that last year? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lawrence makes more mistakes than uh, most. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's what I was saying to you before. Like, okay, so you, you open a brewery, but you guys really have a couple businesses going, right? Before someone else was producing, you know, your hops for you, now you're doing it yourself. So mm-hmm. I know that's one thing you wanted to do, but now that you're doing it, mm-hmm. are you glad you're doing it? Well, it takes a while to establish your hop yard. We've had hops growing now for what, seven, this is going to our eighth yeah. year, right? <clears throat> so we're talking about learning from our uh, mistakes perhaps, you know, and hops in particular are so like labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to like make sure that you have good production. You want to make sure that you have something to fall to a harvest and so on. It's not just actually growing it. You have to harvest it properly and store it properly, so on. So it's, uh, it's, Trust me, it's a work in progress. Every single year we want to like expand our hop yard, uh, even like uh, apply new techniques, and as we grow, our needs change and so on. So it's... But yeah. we, kind of, we kind of tackled the whole hop yard from a different angle too, because we, we, we were building a hop yard not just for, to, for brewing beer, but mm-hmm. for to, to make sure we had the, the, some products to expand it to other to make other products too. Oh, okay, so, so so not just beer. Yeah, not just beer. Everyone thinks and links like hops to beer, right. but hops are, it's, it's almost like a magical kind of plant that has many uses, I think, and that's what we're trying to like flush out is these these other uses that uh, we can experiment with and, you know, we can get into that later if you'd like. Yeah, yeah for sure. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were some of the challenges to opening this place and some of the challenges to keeping it open? Uh, well, I think that uh, we took an existing building, right? It was perfect in town. It had all the utilities, you know, electricity, three-phase power, natural gas, uh, close to uh, uh, a workforce too, right? And uh, But the vision was to build us out at the brewery. Right. But, you know, without all that there, it made sense to buy this building and, and repurpose a, a um, like a, a dealership, right? 
But um, was there but a second a, choice? Was there other places that you were looking at? Or, or, uh, not or this really. Was it? We kind of landed on this one, but it made sense because it was it was a lot of it was already here. Right. But we didn't realize how much it would take to renovate it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm glad that we did it. Just like the hops. I mean, if we're going to refer someone to like or recommend building a hop yard, we would let them you know really take a second and a third you know consideration doing it because right. there's a lot more work than it than meets the eye right? right but knowing that we've already done it we're already he's past smiling that. as you say that right <laughs> he's like no doubt that, and that was one of my questions <laughs> yeah, to you rose right you you decided to do it was there ever a point where we're like what are we doing like maybe we shouldn't have done this portion of it and just stuck with making the beer uh yeah well maybe that should be our thought every day <laughs> yeah true like, what are we doing here? but you know what it really comes down to uh our whole idea and our and our vision <clears throat> for what we wanted to do and and eventually become you know you had to start working in that direction mm -hmm. so like it's, it's just in our blood to to farm and uh and so how do you marry all that together we, we love to drink beer and uh you know so <laughs> i don't at all i hate it myself <laughs> where's our beer now we should have a beer here we should be having a beer right now but i mean how but how can you how can you have the vision of of being proud of what you grow and not be proud of what you can make from it. Right. So it's 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 like for us to call up those different suppliers and have malt barley delivered to us, all the hops delivered to us, and not have a hand in it when we are quite capable of growing it. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of you quickly forget about all the hard work because the end result is that much better. Right. Right. And I think that all that effort and hard work, it shows in the products that we make, not only from our, our beer, but from our flour mixes and some other cool products that we're gonna be, you know, releasing and stuff. But that's that's all shows in the value that all the all the effort that we put in there, and we're hoping that the consumer sees that too. Right, you guys. Like I was saying to you before, that you guys seem to take on a lot. Like I know that hey, maybe the hop yard was a lot to learn, and there's certain certain aspects of brewing beer. Uh, there's a lot to learn as opposed to, you know, you guys were selling it before and getting into the craft beers, mm -hmm. but you always seem to take on a little bit more. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys are out there media-wise, social media-wise, um, TV, you know, everything. You're, you're out there quite a bit. You seem to be very forward as far as, you know, marketing when it comes to um, craft brewery. What makes you keep on taking on more? Huh. Uh, this can-do attitude, uh, I think, is part of it, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you envision it, you take a stab at it, and that's the only we've been brought up that way. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not it's the right direction, you know, will eventually you got to try something. And uh, as far as like uh, the marketplace, I think it's very competitive. It, and in in the truth of it, is that nothing is handed to you. You have to constantly work at it. Yeah, gotta get so it. So you never like take your foot off the gas, and you're always like working forward and trying to think of new ideas. And that's part of the beauty of what the position we're in. We're not answering to anybody. Except for our banker, probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that idea. But you know what? We're taking chances, and we're also like, uh, you know, coming up with ideas that we—it's our ideas. We can move forward on that. And not to say we're, we're we're not receptive to other ideas, but you know, that's—I think we're in the driver's seat. We can do that. But I, but I think too is that we, even though it's perceived that we're taking you know big chances or risks and stuff, but we've we've done the. The background we've done the analysis of it i think to our best of our ability and right, just jumping feel, in. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's a, it's like I, I think we're not scared of trying something new but we believe in it that that's the right direction and if it's uh it's revealed that's the wrong direction then it's then we're we're not scared to change directions too so i think that we 
are not risk takers. We analyze it and we just make sure that we put, if we're going to be jumping in something, let's do it the best way. And it's not going to be given to you. So you got to work hard at it. Yeah. And, and if that square peg doesn't finish that round hole. <laughs> Jam it. <laughs> grab the bigger hammer. <laughs> grab the bigger hammer. Exactly. It's going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> um, okay. well, but a lot of sleepless nights too, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, a lot of stress, not only with farming, but with the brewing industry and stuff like that too. So the thing is that if you're not apt to accepting that, then it's going to be a hard struggle. But I think that we, we embrace that every morning to say that it's a challenge and we're going to overcome it, right? right. And it's a belief that we're going to get to the other side and we're going to be all better for it. So They have gotten to the other side, but their work ethic is still insane. We're going to return after the break with more from Chris and Lawrence Work, owners of Farmer Estate Brewery, on site at their brewery in Nipawa when we return. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. I went to Nipawa last week to chat with Chris and Lawrence, owners of Farmer Estate Brewery, to talk to them about running a brewery while running multiple other businesses. Oh, you guys are businessmen from the, even before this, right? So it's not like um, when it comes to running your own business that everything is going to go according to plan. <laughs> We've lost no, lots I, of money in the past. <laughs> well, not too much, right? You, you can't... Uh, I think that um, uh, what, what we have is we can think for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're not relying on someone else to give us the answer. Mm-hmm. We can, that's the one thing is that the answer's out there. We just got to figure it out. And so when it becomes, uh, when you say successful, well, you, you know, we're talking about the successes, but there's lots of failures too. Right. And that's what gets you the chance to be successful is like overcoming those failures. And that's where most business people fail is that they just like stop right there. Mm-hmm. And you actually just have to keep on going and figuring it out. And f- trust me, you have a support of like, you know, probably a wonderful family and, and, uh, and wives too, uh, and super staff that work for us. And it's all together, right? That's what we, you have to run a team together. Chris and I can't do it all ourselves. We rely on each other no. for, you know, and truthfully, we actually have polar opposite opinions of most things. Really? Okay, so. No. How do you, no. how, how do you agree on something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I want to do, uh, you know, uh, lemonade beer. I want to do a well, pink but you lemonade. know, we discuss it, right? You know, like we when we have pol- a polar opposite opinions about something, doesn't right. mean to say that we're not going to get to the right idea, yep. right? We just have to convince each other that hey, <clears throat> if I'm either, if I'm have the wrong idea, you're going to convince me that it's the wrong idea, right. and if it is, then we've found out something that's better. Gotcha, I understand. Um, brewery tours, you guys do a ton of them. Sure. How many people came through this place in 2017? Well, I have the figure of about 10,000 people that have come through. Is that right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why, obviously, you guys are considered one of the seven-star attractions of um, Manitoba. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it's uh, a fantastic recognition for all the work that we're doing. And it's it's evolving, too. We Mm -hmm. want to do more of that. Um, You know, the star attraction really, I think, that gives us that uh, unique uh, recognition that not everyone gets, but it also means that we have to live up to some, some expectations. For sure. People are coming in and uh, thinking you're a star attraction. Then when they come in the door, you want to make sure that yeah. you, know, you live up to that hype, right? It's a, exactly. It's the one thing to get it. But when people leave saying, why did they get it? Totally. Wah, it's like, so, so it's almost like last year was like, hey, well, you know, maybe you guys should, you maybe deserve to have that recognition. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, and so I think that it's not, I mean, it's a pretty proud fact to have it because it's like that stamp of endorsement from the Manitoba province to say that we recommend our tourists to come visit you. Just like 
the church hill just like you know the zoo and stuff like that and there's so to be amongst all the other star attractions is pretty makes us pretty proud of what we're offering and so it's so it, i don't think that we could have gotten there if we just went to the to the store and bought the ingredients it means a lot to our consumers to us to say that you know we're doing one step more and so it's not just a tour, but it's, it's really educating the consumer here, not just about how, make, how, how we make beer, but how do we use the ingredients that we just grew right. to make that beer. Yep. So that's part of that whole attraction and stuff. And to have this in rural Manitoba is just a big you know, stamp to say that what, what our forefathers have done for decades previously, right? It can be done here. The source of the ingredients are here. Farming is the backbone of, of the prairies, Canadian prairies. And we're just living in it, right? So we're just, you know, anyway, we're doing our part. Yeah. So I guess your farming background, it's benefited your business, this mm-hmm. business, right? Mm-hmm. Especially since you've decided to take on the, the growing your own hops end, right? We wouldn't be here if we didn't grow up on a family farm. Right. That's the fact, yeah. right? I think that experience growing up on a family farm was so <clears throat> beneficial to us. Uh, but the fact that we had to leave it and, you know, seek our living temporarily in the city for like, you know, 14 years. <laughs> Temporarily. <laughs> time flies. That's a long time, right? Of course, yes. But you know what? Um, did you think you were coming back? Or did you think, after like a decade, you'd think, well, I'm living in the city. Like, that's my life. You know, I think, you know, we had, we've had the luxury of growing up in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, I think it is a luxury. And, uh, you know, that experience, I probably want our kids to have that experience, yep. right? Not to say that living in the city is, is, is yeah, not but for, great, but I think that... Uh, you know, that I think it's important for everyone to have that kind of rounded experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we spend a lot of time in the city. We live in the country. I think that's just, you know, but we're not stuck in the city, right? right. A lot of people just like say, hey, Manitoba is just the city. Right. They need to get out into the country and see what Manitoba is all about. But for the first, you know, you know, first 10 years or before we got into the beer, it's like, what was the opportunity to go back into the country? Well, what was the purpose to go back? Because there was nothing to come back to, right? right? Yep. And so when we started understanding about craft beer being at the pub and understanding that people were, were resonating with different selections of beer is that it was, this could be, this could be the opportunity for us to go back to farming. This could, you know, and make it make sense. We always say that go back to farming and make it make sense on a smaller footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, you know, we, we didn't have that opportunity when we were growing up on the farm, which led to us going into the city. So I think that we embrace the opportunity and the risks all involved and stuff because, you know, if, if it was able to click, then we'd be happier, I think, mm-hmm. right? But uh, there was a long time where it's like, well, why would we even consider moving back to the country? There was nothing to, for us to do right. there, right? So, yeah, I think that it evolved and our, our vision kind of evolved too, and it's still evolving. And it's, but, you know, it's, it's definitely a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. At what point <clears throat> in the city did you realize that it was feasible to come back here and do this, that we could? possibly do our own beer and actually go back home uh that's that's a hard question that must have been a lot of conversations maybe some of you throw it out there between each other i'm just curious as to what day it was like you know what let's let's i don't think you knew that would be feasible the things that you wanted we we started we started well we started working on the plan and i moved out to the country before we even like had a beer in the marketplace Mm -hmm. so that was the first step and then you know um, okay, well, okay, this is the deal that we made. <laughs> Lord deal? said, and we agreed that I would run the pub mm-hmm. and give the Optus idea legs if it was possible. Yep. Lawrence would move out to the country and try to flesh out the possibility of the estate brewery. And so we kind of split our efforts that 
we still had to make our ends meet, which was the the business in the city. For sure. And but we're willing to kind of, you know, lean off that that expansion with with the the pub and stuff like that to like give us an opportunity to see to, to flush out the opportunity. Well, there, I think there, that's, there was, that's there was a time that you know the, the <clears throat> pub was going was was successful. And we had to think of what was the next evolution of like our business partnership. Mm -hmm. And if we were going to grow in the pub business, we needed to go into other bricks and mortar, perhaps, or we could consider another uh, option. And the other option for us was like to making beer. Mm -hmm. We didn't necessarily need to like sell only our beer in our pub. We could sell our beer to other you know businesses. So I think eventually that that meant that we'd be uh, giving up the pub and concentrating our efforts on the brewery. Right. So in order for us to like fulfill our dream of opening up an estate brewery, I needed to go out to the country and I needed to do it now. And I'm going <laughs> to see you later. And uh, nothing's going to change my mind. So, but it was see you later. It was really? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens that quickly. <laughs> but you know what? It's, um, if, you, if you kind of, if that's, your, if that's truly what you want to do, if that's your vision, you will make it happen. Even if it's a subliminal. A subliminal. Subliminal, bro? Subliminal? I don't it's want to say that. It's in the back of your mind. <laughs> it's a seed that got planted that would not go away. <laughs> Did you notice how I didn't attempt to say it? I would have messed it up royally, so I just didn't say anything at all. More from Farmer Estate Brewery on the main ingredient after the news, weather, and sports when we return. Hey, welcome back to the main ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. Chris and Lawrence Warwick are two guys who do not shy away from hard work and didn't let tough financial times stop them from success. If you don't know their story, you'll appreciate the fact that their success is not an overnight success story and that they are regular, hardworking Canadians just like me and you. And I have to say, it, you know what? It's not just um, the fact that it's beer. It's like we grew up on a farm where uh, it was hard for our parents to make ends meet mm -hmm. because commodity prices were so low. So we had to like change our philosophy. And it's like when we had a chance to like not just add extra value to like a, a commodity like barley, but it can be anything. So our vision is just more than just, you know, producing barley to make beer. And so we're constantly like pushing the envelope of what we can do to add value as close to the farm gate as possible. So it made sense to us to move to the country mm -hmm. to visualize our dream. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, it's gonna evolve. It's gonna cost, if, we are, if we're successful, we will continue to be successful if we continue to expand our boundaries. And uh, and find new things to do. What's with the Kevin, food you truck? Met, you met Eric, right? No, I don't. I don't think formally. Oh, no. Eric, this is, our brother this Eric. is Kevin. Oh, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. The third of four brothers, and there's other three sisters. So there are seven of us. Yeah, seven seven siblings in our family. Yeah. Holy smoke! So, besides Eric, is who else is involved in this business? Uh, Sibling wise. Well, obviously our wives are like, yep. pretty involved, just for the fact that they're you know married to us. Uh, uh, but no, we're just, you know, involved in the business right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the food truck that you guys have outside. Mm -hmm. yeah, How did awesome. that come to life? That is pretty awesome. Sure. So is it is it mobile? <clears throat> Does it serve here? No, it's, it just serves right here. Yep. And we wanted a food concept last year. So the, the way to do that was to have like a food con uh, concept in a food truck. Mm -hmm. uh, we also want to showcase like uh, regional food. And so um, we thought, you know, using our flour mixes that we, you know, our pancake batter, for instance, we can make our beer batter fish and chips out of that. So we source our, you know, pickerel locally. Mm -hmm. So it's local caught pickerel. And we married that with our beer batter, with our beer and our 
<laughs> we, and we make it all. And we source our potatoes locally too, yeah. like right from the farm. Yeah. And so that's that's it. And, and for it's sure, like, probably the canola oil is from the prairies, no right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it, like, we want to showcase what you know Manitoba is all about. So yeah. when you say, you know, fish from Manitoba, it's pickerel, right? It's not walleye, it's pickerel. Yeah. And so that's what we serve in our in our, in our food truck right now. I think it's pretty awesome that you guys actually. It's like whatever you can get out of your farm, mm -hmm. you are getting out of it. Like everything out of it, right? Well, um, yeah, we're actually expanding our farm too. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for instance, even for our food truck right now, it started off with just like a fish and chip truck, right? Yep. With our fish caught locally and our potatoes sourced locally and mm -hmm. so on. But we're expanding that off into like um, a barbecue concept. So it's going to be a smoked barbecue, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with ribs and cold pork and so on. Yeah. So, I mean, like with the High Life being a big, you know, uh, employer here in the town of Nipois, uh, it makes sense that if we're going to have barbecue ribs, we're going to get, we're going to source all of our meat from High Life, which right. basically is, is a phenomenal product. They ship their products around the world. And so we have an excellent opportunity to, to market and promote what's local here too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the whole barbecue, you know, pulled pork, ribs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, and you know, what goes better with, you know, fish and chips than barbecue with, with beer, right? right? Yeah. So it's basically just embracing, celebrating what we make. Not just us, but connecting ourselves with other local farmers or producers. And that just goes right from the potato farmer to the guy that's the fisherman and stuff like that. So it kind of, it means a lot for us to connect and, and, and give that guy a job too. Because he, if we're local, why don't we support local? Right. And if you have excess, export it just like everyone else. But if we're going to go to the store and just buy what's cheap from somewhere else, that's not our concept. So I think that we pass on that kind of, you know, celebration to our customers. And, and maybe that's why people from outside Manitoba really want to make this as a destination because they see it. They see it in action. So mm -hmm. oh. like a local company actually supporting local and doing local things, not just touting that they do. You're no, actually, I think it's realistic. Yeah. I think we're not trying to do it like just as uh, a mouthpiece. Right. Like it's, we try to do as much as we can. And I think that uh, everyone should try to do as much as they can to support local businesses and so on. And it can't be just to the lowest denominator, to lowest dollar value, uh, because that's not sustainable, right. obviously. Right. Seems strange coming into a brewery and talking about the beer last. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, this beer. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what my favorite beer is. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, let's talk about your beer lineup. Sure. Right. Um, Jason gave me, which I told you, um, uh, some Localicious, okay. which is I love that beer. It's no like one of my favorite beers now. Don't you love the name? Yes, I do. <laughs> I actually do. I like the name. Um, how do we come up with that? And let's talk about the other, the other uh, signature lineup that you have going on. Okay. Uh, as far as the recipe goes or the name? Yeah, names, recipes, okay, well, whatever. Chris, maybe you can talk about the name. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, it just kind of resonates with what our vision is here, right? Mm -hmm. We're localicious, we're local, and we're, it's delicious. So it's localicious. Yeah. <laughs> so who pitched the name? a little bit politically correct there. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's, it's our badge for a brewery to come yeah. up with some kind of cool names that kind of set you apart. Not only the graphics, but the, the liquid in the, in the product and uh, also the name that we can stand behind. So yep. we wanted something unique and we, help, we always have fun with it too, right? So I think that every brewery uh, kind of has fun with that. And uh, so, but the vision behind our our first IPA, right, mm -hmm. was to make sure that was, it was satisfied that uh, Hophead 
and uh, to kind of prove that we can actually make a, a really good IPA with hops that we grew on our farm. Right. And it just doesn't have to come from the big farms down somewhere else. And uh, so we kind of wanted to prove on a couple different le levels that uh, we can do it here. I mean, like just because we have a small craft brewery brewing in small batches and using local greens, yeah, we can use our barley. Yeah, we can use our hops. Yeah, we can design some. We can come up with a name. So I, can, I think the localicious kind of stamps at that it, we can do it. And we did do it. And, uh, and there's a lot of people that, that look forward to, if you enjoyed it, there's a lot of people that really look forward to, to trying to do. Sort of like our latest beer, Endless Summer. We're just like, I was, I was we're, we're like good. hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's so awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for talking to me, guys. I appreciate you inviting, no you letting me in here. Yeah. You letting me in. I appreciate you letting Ooh, me talk uh, to you today. Well, hopefully we'll leave you with some beer, too. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'll be your real friend, I promise. Okay. <laughs> thanks, boys. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome. Man, I'm real friends with everyone who gives me beer, right? I'm totally kidding, but not really. That was Chris and Lawrence from Primary State Brewery. They offer a solid lineup of beer, including their very popular flavored beers like Hard Iced Tea and Pink Lemonade. Mike Lasanti from Pronto Pizza is up next. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. I am Kevin Bergen. Mike Lasante, owner of Pronto Pizzeria. Let's, uh, let's talk about it for a bit, and let's, let's talk about how it's different from your typical pizza place. Okay, basically, um, it used to be in the pizza business many, many years ago, been out for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. Had no interest to get back in the pizza business until I saw this concept down in the States. Let's describe the whole concept okay, of well, uh, basically, Pizzeria. Yeah, you're, uh, it's what they call the, the fast casual segment. Mm -hmm. You see it with uh, the, uh, well, Subway's been around for 20 years with, right. the, with the fresh sandwiches mm -hmm. but now you see it with the Mexican down in the states the Chipotles and it's fast casual because you're going and you're getting quality food it's prepared right in front of you very fast and the casual part is is now you're not waiting for a table um, you're not uh, getting pitched on your dinner specials and your drink specials it's somebody who wants to catch a, a quick lunch a quick supper has kids who don't have patience you know, a lot of young families. Kids don't have patience? A <laughs> lot, lot, lot of young families <laughs> with young kids. They come in because the kids are uh, interested in what's going on. Mm -hmm. They get to see their own pizza and they get to see it bake. And they get to make it. They get to pick their own uh, they, toppings and stuff. They get to pick their own kids toppings. Kids love that, right? Yeah, most kids go with the some of the plain, plainer yep. pizzas. Yep. But that's what they like and then they, they built into it. Right. But um, we, no, we, we believed in the concept, so that's why we decided to... Uh, Find a good location in the city, and and uh, that's where we are. We've been open a year now. Yeah, I never thought about that concept for pizza, only because of the, the time that we you just spoke about. It, uh, you know, back in the day, it taking like twelve to fourteen minutes to cook one. Now you have this, you know, killer forno that can just kick it out. And well, that, that's that's the other key here too, like uh, technology. Yeah, uh, pizza presses. Uh, you still got. Is the, that what it's called a pizza press? Well, no, we. I'm talking about the press that actually presses the pizza okay, into yeah. the, into the. The, the the size of pizza that we we make All right it's approximately an 11 inch pizza but the oven uh, going back we used to an oven would cost three to four thousand dollars now these ovens just the freight to get it delivered <laughs> delivered is costing you that yeah. uh, we have to remove a window to get this oven into our premise oh really like we couldn't even get it through the front door right and you got two of them and we got two of them but what it is is that they're they're 
everything's more efficient. Just like, you know, they built homes these days. The windows are more efficient. Everything's more efficient. So we're probably, we're cooking faster, but we're actually, these ovens are more efficient than the old ones. Mm-hmm. And they cook faster. Uh, the old days, you used to have a, a door, and you're always opening that door and peeking at the pizza right, and see how it's doing. Right. And there goes the heat. Well, the way it is here, there is no door. The heat comes out, but it's still so efficient. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, yeah, technology has changed things. Yeah. Okay, so from start, start to finish, when I go to the front and I'm ordering, what's the average time for someone to actually get seated and have their sure. food ready? Um, assuming as you're walking in, there's no one in front of you. First time, because there's always questions and there's different options, mm-hmm. and the customer has to decide what our options are. Right. Original crust, whole wheat crust, gluten-free crust. Now you're picking your sauces. Do you want the classic tomato sauce? Do you want spicy? Do you want pesto? Do you want right. white sauce? Right, always takes people a little bit of time to kind of hold. So, so they, they, some of them feel overwhelmed, and then they just, at that point, some of them just pick one of our classic pizzas that we recommend for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Once you've experienced it, you can order your crust. We press it out, pick your toppings. It's probably less than two minutes. It cooks in five, and you're either taking it out the door in about seven minutes, mm-hmm. or by the time you um, sit down, get yourself a soft drink or or, or a beer or a beer, uh, a beer. yeah, <laughs> or a license for beer and wine. Yep. And the pizza's like uh, four or five minutes behind you. Yes, yes. And, and the other big change is, uh, you know, in the old days, we used to have pizza, and it's always it's pepperoni, salami, bacon, ham, mushroom, green pepper, onion, tomato, mm-hmm. and maybe some olives. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, we got, you know, cilantro, artichoke, sun-dried tomatoes, roasted, uh, grilled vegetables. Uh, I can't believe how popular roasted garlic is. Really? It's very healthy for you. Yep. And people are asking roasted garlic, and it's just it's just another item just to garnish that pizza, give that extra flavor, and but more importantly, we're going to give them quality pizza at a, um, a very good price. It is a very good price. Yeah. It is like it's cheap. Well, you know, I, I want to. You can pile everything on there, and it's still the same price. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, some people do like to put a lot of stuff on pizzas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see more and more people are loading up on vegetables, healthier options. They still have that mix of uh, meats, but uh, the vegetable options, uh, I myself, as you get older. Try old? To get what old, are you talking about? We're not healthier. getting older. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, th- there's a lot of good healthy options. Spinach isn't something else I've never put on pizza. And now it's I, good though, right? Yeah, spinach. And, and I, I like pesto on my pizzas. Huh? So do I. I love pesto. Yeah. Plus the ingredients are right there in front of you to choose. That's mm-hmm. another thing. Things that you wouldn't think that you would choose and then you actually see them there ready to put on your pizza. You know, yeah, it's it kind of vi- makes it easier. It's, it's the visual. That's awesome. Um, Manitoba Pizza Week is coming up. You're... Mm-hmm shop seems <laughs> ideal for Manitoba Pizza Week because volume, you've got it set up to, to not only make pizzas quick, but to do a lot of pizzas quick, yeah. right? Yeah. One thing that uh, um, when we found a location, we want to make sure that we weren't looking on what, how open the doors. We're looking in the future. Uh, how do we, you know, you, you open a business you have a business plan. You got an idea on what you think you can do, but you have to say, "Well, be, let's be realistic here." Once we open, we can't add an oven. Once we open, um, you have to have you have to have. We built it for volume, right? And that's what makes this 
the price point is what it is because they're built for volume. Right. So, well, obviously, um, getting two of those ovens, you're obviously thinking about volume right there. You're right. Spend and, you know, like uh, if it's a Friday lunch and it's busy, uh, we can push a lot of three, a lot of people through in a short period of time. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's tell people, let's give people basic information on where sure. you're located yeah. and uh, how to get a hold of you, how to order pizzas. Sure. We're located at 669 Sterling Line Parkway. And uh, it's easy to say uh, across the street from the IKEA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in front of the Outlet Collection Mall, but we're a freestanding building at the second set of lights. Uh, we're right next door to Dairy Queen. We complement each other quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to see, both often. Yeah, yeah. So you see a lot of people coming in for pizza and, and grabbing ice cream on the way out. And But in the summertime, we also get those people coming for ice cream and then poking their head inside and says, hey, what's this place? Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, they're, they're back a few days later. Trying out our pizza. Just like I was, right? Um, that's correct. I literally was, because like, my daughter dances at Kick It. Dropped her off. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see Mike and have a beer and uh, have some pizza. Right? Sure. Um, we have online ordering on our website. Right. Which is basically, it's a very popular. Um, you know, if, if, if people are in a rush and they're looking for a uh, healthy option for fast food, mm-hmm. Uh, they they can order on their phone. They can have it ready at a certain time. They can still pick and choose their crust, their sauce, all their toppings. There's special notes if they wanted uh, half the pizza with something on, if they want uh, extra cheese on it or whatever like it might whatever be. Whatever you guys do, whatever. And then they just pick a time and I'll have it ready for them. So our, we have online ordering. Uh, we also have uh, our own deliveries in the immediate area. Mm-hmm. And then we also do skip the dishes which gives us more exposure, but also uh, it'll deliver a little bit further than what we would like to deliver. Right. So it gives uh, us a little more range on how far uh, we can get to our customers. So you got it all covered. We're trying. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dude, thanks for coming out. Not a problem. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Mike Lasante from Pronto Pizzeria across from Ikea. That rhymed. I didn't mean that. Manitoba Pizza Week will end this Sunday, June 10th, with the winner being revealed Wednesday, June 13th. So get out there and get some pizza while the getting is really good. I'm Kevin Bergen, and this is the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Enjoy your weekend. This is 680 CJOB.